This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, episode 160. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. All right, this is it, the Apartment Building Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. And you know, I'm always excited, but today I'm actually extra excited because finally I have the man, the one and only Robert Kiyosaki on the show. And better yet, I was able to interview him in person on the Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea Cruise that we did in April. And it's just a fabulous environment. I've, I've been there now for three years and you get to hang out with people like Robert. Now, Robert's not the easiest person to approach. He's a super, you know, famous kind of guy. He's kind of intimidating and, you know, it takes a while to warm up. And so I was had a chance to have dinner with him and interview him on the ship. So if you are just a quick aside from the real estate guys, because I love these guys, the real estate guys, uh, their training is excellent. Their events are excellent. And so I put together a special page just so you have everything together because they do have an upcoming training at the end of June, which is their How to Win Funds and Influence People. So if you want to check that out, go to the michaelblank.com forward slash guys. And I have all of their upcoming events in there because I love them so much. Now, as you might notice, they actually have some competing events to what we teach about syndication, but I don't care. I like these guys so much. I love hanging out with the people they attract. So I'm going to tell you about those events. Speaking of events, we also have our event a month later in Dallas, July 26, 27. It's called Deal Maker Live. Tickets are at themichaelblank.com forward slash event. And Robert Helms of the Real Estate Guys actually speaking at that event as well. I couldn't get Robert, though, because he's going to be out of country. He's going to be in, uh, in Mexico with Tom Wheelrout. Uh, and they're also traveling with Europe a little bit more as well. So two events coming up, end of June, end of July, themichaelblank.com forward slash guys for the Real Estate Guys. And then themichaelblank.com forward slash event for our event. Dealmaker Live at the end of July. So let's get into the podcast with Robert Kiyosaki. It was a very interesting conversation uh, because you may not know this about Robert, but he's been changing a lot. Now, when you when you read his books, you can clearly tell that he cares about financial literacy. He's really fed up with our school system. He's really fed up with our government, really. But more importantly than that, he really he's talked more and more about spirituality and the importance of that. And for example, on the cruise, he would get up on stage and he would say, well, I don't care if gold goes to 400 or 10,000, it's currently at 1500, right? So whether we, it's boom or bust, I don't care. And I was like, you know, I did, I told him, I said, Robert, that's easy for you to say because you're loaded, right? And we had a little chuckle about that, but... Honestly, what the way he is right now in his in his life is what he really means by he doesn't care which way is this. It's the ultimate form of being where he's at peace no matter what happens. And in our personal lives as well as mine, this is something that I had to learn from uh, the restaurant debacle is that sometimes you can't control things and sometimes things can actually get worse. And what do you do about that? Uh, does it sink you into depression? Does it paralyze you with fear? Or do you get to a place like I did where the only option you have is to accept what is and to be at peace with it because you can't change it anyway. And I think this is some place that, that Robert is as well. And that's what he was talking about. So on the interview, we actually talk about spirituality a lot. So it may be quite a bit different than interviews that you may have heard with Robert. So let's get right into the podcast. Here it is, my interview with Robert Kiyosaki. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you remember this, but three years ago, we met here on this cruise ship 
And you it's gave a it fantastic. It really is. The real estate fantastic. guys uh, summit is fantastic. Yeah, you want to change your life? Come on this cruise. I agree with that. Yeah. And you had a, you gave a speech. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you were using very spiritual language at the time, which was odd because I know you in the concept of rich dad cash flow, which you know are money books, or at least I thought it was. Correct. And uh, you were using some spiritual language, and I, I came up to you afterwards and I said, Robert, you're using a lot of spiritual language, and you're like. Of course, I'm a Marine. And then you went away and I was like, what does that mean? So what does that mean, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> well, contrary to popular belief, um, the military is a very spiritual organization, at least the Marine Corps is. And today we have the Navy SEALs. You know, the best of the best are spiritual organizations. And there's weaker organizations in the military, as you know. But the higher level a person gets in as far as combat goes, the, more, the closer you come to the inevitable, life and death. So when I left high school in 1965, I got appointments to Naval Academy and Merchant Marine Academy in New York. And the academies, military service academies, all start with one word, the mission. What is your mission? And that's the word missionaries come from that. So there's missionaries of God and there's missionaries of the military. And so the first word I learned at U.S. Merchant Marine Academy was the mission, and that's spiritual. In the Marine Corps, it's what's the mission. So I went into the military. I went to Kings Point for four years and then five years of the Marine Corps flying in Vietnam. And I came, finally came out into the real world, you know, as a civilian. And I found out there really is no mission but to, except to make money. You know, screw them before they screw you. And a lot of companies talk about mission and all that, but I really haven't seen many that had the mission capabilities or the culture of the U.S. Marine Corps. But also while I was in Vietnam, I kind of had a run-in in a good way with the first Navy, U.S. Navy SEALs I ever saw. And those Navy SEALs run on the spirituality of what's their mission. And a lot of people think it's about God and service and country. It's not even that high. The mission is to bring your fellow man home, you know, give your life so your other, your other guy can live. I have not found that in the business world. Everybody's every dog eat dog, every man for himself, we're buddies, hey, you know, we're, we're, here to, we're here to make money together, but nobody's here to give their life for somebody else. So that's why what I probably said to you, I'm a Marine, I don't think there's too many people in business willing to give their life for somebody else but they will rob, cheat, steal, and rape for money, you know, which is quite the antithesis of mission. So anyway, I learned my, my spiritual discipline came in the U.S. Marine Corps, really, when I, uh, as I talk about, I crashed three times as a pilot, and you get pretty close to God when you're crashing, and you get to realize that, you know, it's, not, it's the boundary of life and death that gets you in touch with God. So anyway, I'm not, not really religious, but that's, that's where mission comes from. And I am very happy to be with the real estate guys, crews, and happy to meet guys like you because our mission is to educate. And unfortunately, our academic system, the school teachers, that's not their mission. Their mission is to make money. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I noticed uh, you do book studies here on the Real Estate Guys Cruise, which are fascinating. And the last two that you've done are, in fact, focused on spirituality. And there's a variety of topics that you, that you love to talk about. And I find that a little surprising. Why is that so important to you? Well, it's because when, first of all, I was a C student in school, never very smart. But when people say, well, how in the world did you get to be on Oprah? 
how did you write an international best-selling book? Because the book sucks. You don't know what you're talking about. Every academic I ran into said, you're a poor writer. And I was told the same thing in school. You know, I flunked out of English twice because I can't write. But I um, say to people, it's because I'm doing what I think God, and they're not religious. So when I say God, I mean a generic, you know, I don't care what a God is. What God wants done, not what God asks me to do. Because that'd be pretty arrogant thing that God would choose me. But what needs to be done, and I just go and do it. You know, like a lot of people only will study cancer only for one reason. They get paid to study cancer. You know, it's, some, it's probably some little guy in his backyard right now who's studying cancer on his own because that's what he's, he's calling us to do. So when I speak to people, what's your calling? What, what do you think God wants done? Not what God's asking you to do, because God doesn't care about what you do. So years and years ago, given my military background, academy as well as the Marine Corps, I started looking at there's no financial education in our school systems. And the more I thought about that, I kept asking questions, why? Here I was, I was financially free, retired, making more than enough money, and other people are dying. Why is that? Then I realized our academic system's corrupt. And I said, okay, this is a bigger job than the Marine Corps. You know, I'm going to take on school teachers. You know, oh, that's it's laughable, but it's terrifying. They're terrifying. My father was head of the teachers union. You know what I mean? That, that's a dangerous organization if you cross them. So they're good people individually, but when you get together as a teacher's union, it's a different Megillah, you know? So then I have to, as they say in the Marine Corps, suck it up, and so I'm going to take them on. You know, the DNC, you know, the Democratic National Conventions, the teachers' unions are the biggest supporters of the Democratic Party. I'm not, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I don't take sides in that dogfight, but it's about money. Teachers' unions are about one thing, money. That's all they care about. And I know because I grew up inside of the, those guys. And they got, I got attacked by them and all that, but I'm a Marine. Attack me all you like. You know, I'm used to it. Better people have tried to kill me than a bunch of teachers. <laughs> <laughs> now, Robert, you have a, a book coming out called Fake. Yeah. Tell us about that. What was on your heart when you, when you wrote that? Well, fake is about fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. And it goes more in depth than rich dad, poor dad. Well, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an apartment house investor. That's a real asset because every month those assets, those little apartments, man, they, they put a lot of money in my pocket. I think I have about 7,000 units plus hotels, plus oil wells and all that. And I have real assets. What, are, what Wall Street is selling people are fake assets. 401ks, IRAs, mutual funds, and all that. So you go, you go to the definition of the word, you know, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us from the Bible. An asset puts money in your pocket. Wall Street takes money from your pocket. They sell you 401ks, IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, savings. They just suck cash from your pocket. And they sell you a piece of real estate saying, oh, your house is an asset. I mean, they lie point blank to you. You know, these, I think the only thing worse than a school teacher is financial planners. You know, they're some of the most uneducated people I've ever met, these financial planners. You know, you can, in six weeks, you can be a financial planner. It takes four years to become a school teacher, at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Marine, 
I call it as I see it, I kind of find it entertaining. So one is fake assets, fake teachers are. When I came back from Vietnam, my poor dad wanted me to get my PhD like him. You know, PhD stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. So I, I thought I'd just keep him happy and get my MBA. So I went to the MBA at the program at the University of Hawaii. The first guy I run into is a fake school teacher. And this guy's teaching me accounting. And here I am sitting there in my Marine pilot's outfit. You know, I'm getting spit on by the students because everybody hated the military back in the 60s and 70s. And I, I take on the teacher. You know, this guy was younger than me. I said, are you an accountant? And he, he gave me some sidestep and a little, you know, swish and swiggle of the mouth. I said, mister, I'm a Marine officer. I said, answer the question. Are you an accountant? <laughs> you know, the, the, the rubber teeth mode and all this. <laughs> and finally he admits, he says, no, I'm a graduate student in accounting. So you've never run, you've never done any accountancy, have you? He goes, no. I said, well, why don't you tell the truth? You know, from a few good men with Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. I said, just tell me the truth. You don't know anything about accounting, do you? Well, I, I'm a graduate student in accounting. I said, do you know anything about accounting? Have you done any accountancy work at all? And now the students are booing and hissing me because I'm taking on the teacher. All they want to do is graduate and go become fake teachers themselves, you know. I said, I don't, I don't want to learn from you. So I got kicked out of school as usual. But anyway, that was fake teachers. And then fake money was in 1971, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard on October 15, 1971. During the TV show Bonanza, Nixon comes on and says, hey, guess what, sports fans? U.S. dollars coming off the gold standard. Well, nobody cared. They just wanted to watch Bonanza. That was his big announcement. Nobody knew. So in 1972, I'm flying in Vietnam. And I say, I wonder what gold looks like. It's kind of hard to imagine this. In 1971 and two, it was illegal for Americans to own gold. So being a curious mind, I said, why is it illegal for us to own gold? And what does gold look like? Because I didn't know what it looked like. None of us could own it because we went to jail if we owned gold. Mm. They would confiscate it from us. So I decided I'd go find what gold was. So the book Fake starts with me flying behind enemy lines because the lines had shifted. What was once American lines was now behind enemy lines. We're losing the war. We all knew we had lost, you know. And I go behind the lines and I find this little woman selling gold for, for the Vietnamese gold mine. So I had to park my helicopter. We disarmed. We showed the villagers we're unarmed. We came in with hands up. We said we, we came as capitalists not Marines, I just came to buy some gold, you know. So we go to the mining store, and I thought because it was behind enemy lines, I could get a discount. <laughs> so I, let's say let's say that day gold was, gold was 35 an ounce, but now it was about 50 bucks an ounce. So I thought I could get it for maybe 40, you know, $10 discount. And this little old lady with red, red teeth, because she ate betel nuts, you know, they all had red teeth. She just cracked up, she says, <laughs> You want a discount? I said, lady, you're behind enemy lines and I got US dollars. She says, yeah, but I got gold. And I went, well, who do you think you are? And she looked at me, who do you think, you, you know, it was just silent communication. And she turned out to be one of my best teachers in my whole life. She taught me something important. Gold is money. All over the world, gold is gold. That day, all over the world, the spot price, let's say 50 bucks. You know, today it's about $1,300. I 
I learned such valuable lessons. When people, I, I don't think she went to Harvard or Oxford. You know, she was a little Vietnamese peasant, but she knew what gold was. So my book, Fake, starts off with those three kinds of money today. There's God's money, gold and silver. Okay, And I go into why it's God's money. The second is government money, which is fiat currency, US dollar, the yen, the peso, the yuan, and the euro. It's fake money, government money. And the third is people's money now, Bitcoin and you know those things. So we have a lot of choices in money. My prediction is the US dollar cannot last much longer, and that's reflected in the price of gold. So when I bought my first ounce of gold, I paid about $50 for it in Hong Kong, because it was illegal. Today, that same, I still have that same Kruger, and I bought it in Hong Kong in 1972. It's worth about $1,500. Now, did gold get more valuable, or did the dollar come down in value? So that's all what, that's what fake is about. It's what open people's minds and go, you might be being lied to by our own government. You know, you might be being lied to, just might be. And you look at politics today as the, you know, you got, you got, I mean, what's his name? Bernie Sanders looks like a moderate now. He got so many communists running against him. I can't believe it, you know, socialists. You got AOC, you got Pocahontas, and it's a Jerry Springer show. And then on the other side, you got Donald Trump. You know, if you don't sit back and look at politics and laugh, you're gonna go, you're gonna shoot yourself. It's so bad right now. It's funny, and that's that's why I wrote fake. You know, when I first came on this uh, the real estate guys cruise three years ago, what it really opened my my eyes to have people like you and other people talk about all this stuff. And I was like, well, I don't want, I shouldn't be focusing on anything I can't control. But ignorance is no excuse, right? You, you can't go into something, into a storm blind. And so I really appreciate all the education that, that you're doing. And I would encourage everyone listening to this, and there's a lot of you uh, guys and gals, you go out and buy this book, Fake, because it's really going to raise your level of awareness. And you have to know about these things as you're getting into apartment building investing. So definitely buy this book. So, Robert, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. Well, keep up the good work, you know, because I love real estate. To me, real estate, well-managed, well-financed is a real asset. A mutual fund is not. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Robert. So there you have it. Robert Kiyosaki, everyone. Really excited to finally connect with Robert, and I was able to do it in person. Really, really awesome. If you want to catch him yourself, you can catch him on the Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea next year. I think sometimes in March and April, I'm already signed up. If you want to sign up, go to themichaelblank.com forward slash guys. Scroll all the way down and get on their waiting list. Again, it's not cheap, and it's a nine-day investment. So, uh, But if you want to perform at a much higher level than what you are right now, you should consider it. So there you go. You know, Robert talks a lot about education, financial literacy. So if that's something for you and you feel like you really want to jumpstart and accelerate your multifamily investing, check out our mentorship program. It's uh, the michaelblank.com forward slash mentor. And it's really, really good if you uh, want to accelerate that and you want to go bigger, faster. So we're just our, our students are really getting really extraordinary results very, very quickly. So you can schedule a free call with us at the michaelblank.com forward slash mentor and see if it's right for you because it's not right for everyone. Uh, there's certainly investment of, uh, of your resources in that, and we're looking for the right kind of person as well. So check that out if that's for you. And also, don't forget, we have Dealmaker Live coming up July 26 and 27 in Dallas. That's at themichaelblank.com forward slash event. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, watching. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. 
There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.